Welcome back, guys. You are listening to the Don't Be Negative podcast. I'm your host, Ashlyn, and today we're going to talk all about wedding trends that I love to hate and I love to love. And then we're also going to, like, add some in there that are, like, half and half that I don't mind, don't particularly love, but it's okay. They don't bother me. So turn up the volume and let's dive in. As always, before we get started, I'm going to do an update of what I've been up to this week. I have to tell you guys this because I am cracking up right now. Um, I Before we even dive into that, I'm going to tell you something that happened to me today that is kind of hilarious. So for those of you who don't know, I am based out of the Carolinas, but I'm also based out of Kentucky. So I have two residences and I split my time between the states when it comes to wedding season. And right now for the month of September and October, for the most part, I'll be in Kentucky just because that's where most of my business is for those two months. But in Kentucky, where our house is, it's in the middle of this very, very small town. It has doesn't even have a stoplight. It's more of a caution light. The grocery store is the Dollar General. We're lucky to have a gas station and we probably have more churches than we have stop signs. So it's very, very remote. And the way our house is set up, where my office is, I have a window that I can look out into the backyard. And across the street is this really open field. The sun sets right there. But in between us and that field is another house. And (laughs) so during the week, I don't usually have a lot going on unless I have like a boudoir or something scheduled. And today when I woke up, I heard this noise and I said, what in the hell is that noise? And it sounded like a cow, which is not unusual for where I live to hear farm animal noises, but it was just unusual to hear it so close to our bedroom window or our bedroom in general. So I was like, what in the heck is that? Our neighbors are very... Our neighbors are known for being noisy, like they work on trucks a lot, and they work on ATVs and four-wheelers and other, you know, recreational vehicles, so we all the time hear, like, air compressors going on, and we hear um, tools being used, especially during the day, not so much at night, so I was like, maybe it's just some random tool they're using. I... (laughs) I can't help but laugh, but I kept hearing it for the rest of the day. And I was like, just very preoccupied getting work done and emailing clients that I just did not have enough time to go figure out what it was. So when I finally got outside to go find out what the hell the noise was, I had noticed that my, my lab Logan had gone around our fence into the neighbor's yard and was like, kind of like really, really distracted by something. and. I'm like, Logan, get back here. What are you doing? What's over there? And then I hear it again. And I shit you not, guys. It's a fucking cow. So our neighbors have no business really having a cow in their yard because they don't have even a yard to put anything in. All their yard is like covered up by vehicles they're working on and things like that. Again, not unusual for this type of area for yards to be cluttered and not really like landscaped. So I walk around our fence. And there is a black calf on a leash in my neighbor's yard. And it's more of like a walkway. It's not even, like like I said, it's not even a yard. 
And I'm like, only here in Kentucky would you ever see something like that. So as I'm like recording the podcast, I'm looking out the window and I can see this baby calf in their yard on this poor little leash and just meowing its little, meowing, uh, mooing its little heart out. And I'm pretty sure they're probably, they probably have it because it's going to be butchered and they're going to use it for meat. But I'm not even sure if that's allowed. I'm pretty sure it has to stay on the farm it's being raised. But I'm not the farm police, you guys. I'm not local wildlife or whatever kind of authority takes care of that. Um, But here in small town, remote Kentucky, I'm sure they're going to get away with that. However, I heard that cow mooing at like 8 o'clock this morning. (laughs) So that's been um, the first highlight of my day. Another thing I'm doing today is I'm actually working with another podcast company and we are co-hosting a podcast together on another topic that I absolutely love. Um, If you guys are big watchers of The Summer I Turn Pretty or you are on TikTok at all, you should know what The Summer I Turn Pretty is, whether you're Team Conrad or you're Team Jeremiah, um, Team Jelly, Team Bonnerad. I'm actually working with a friend of mine on her podcast that covers the show uh shout out to better with glasses podcast if you love the show and you haven't given her a listen go give it a try um and yeah that's that's like another one of my favorite things right now so that pretty much covers what's happened today uh the past week we haven't had much going on i had an amazing engagement session that you guys probably saw i posted on the instagram Um, my clients, Kayla and Robbie knocked it out of the park with their outfits, with how adorable they were. They, um, were very, very authentic with their posing when I was prompting them on what to do. You could just kind of feel the love between them two. And they were just so much fun. You can tell when a couple like has fun together and you can tell when a couple doesn't. It's very apparent when you start photographing them kind of, you know, what they do, um, kind of if they are flirty or fun with each other or not. Um, So we had a great session. It was out um, by the lake and we have a dam, like a power plant dam close to where I live. And we did some there. And then we also did some in like the state park to give it more of an outdoorsy, very greenery feel. And the whole session just like turned out beautifully. And that will be on the vlog soon. So as soon as that's posted, I will definitely let you guys know. Um, you can definitely go check out the sneak peek on the Instagram at Co. And that's kind of what we've been up to this week. Um, I don't think we have another wedding until October, unless something gets booked between now and then. But we have a lot of other stuff going on. So we may not do a wedding recap anytime soon, like within the next month. But we will be having like little session recaps. So stay tuned for those. All right. So you guys know there are a bunch of wedding trends out there that we all love to hate. Um, And wedding vendors notice them a lot more than just casual guests attending a wedding. So we're going to start with the ones that I love because that's probably the longer side of the list. I'm like picturing one of those, what are they called? Venn diagrams where there's like two circles and then there's a circle that combines the two in the middle. So on one side, it's going to be the trends I love and the other side is going to be the the trends I hate, and then the middle is going to be like the ones that don't really bother me, but are like not my favorite. So we'll definitely start with the ones I love because there are a lot more of them. 
The first one I'm going to mention I actually witnessed at my previous wedding and I know they've been doing this for a while. I just hadn't seen it done in a very long time. And that was like the blessing of the rings before the rings are exchanged during the ceremony. So normally, um, or what this couple did was their grandparents blessed the rings while the couple was lighting their unity ceremony. So that way it didn't take up extra time. It was done simultaneously, um, which was a very efficient way of utilizing their time during their ceremony. And it was really, really nice to be able to add those little moments of like the grandparents saying a prayer over their rings, like those photos and those emotions into the wedding gallery, which was really, really special. I always strive to get as many grandparent or older family member photos as I can, because as sad as it is to say, the very, very truth of it all is, is that 20, 25 years from now, they're probably not going to be here. And those are going to be photos that you have of those family members and those cherished, cherished loved ones that you won't be able to get back unless you have them. So I absolutely love that trend. I don't know if it's a trend so much more of a tradition. It's just been a tradition that's been removed and now has been, has been added back into just something that wedding couples are doing again. So that is just a general wedding trend that I love. However, some of these wedding trends are going to be ones I love basically because it makes a wedding photography timeline easier and it's just a more efficient use of the couple's time. So couples who have a cocktail hour, which cocktail hour is the hour between after the ceremony ends until the reception officially starts with announcements of like the wedding party and the wedding couple. I love cocktail hour. I love cocktail hour whether you have done a first look or you have not done a first look. Cocktail hour is the time where you can send a second photographer to go get photos and have them capture moments that people are just like, that people are mingling and having a good time. They're, you know, indulging in your past hors d'oeuvres that you've selected. And those are very candid moments. And I'm just going to put this out there and hope there's some truth to it. I think if you attend a wedding these days, you just know that as soon as you RSVP to that wedding, that somewhere, some time of the day, you're going to be on camera at some point. So if a second photographer is walking around getting candid photos of you at a cocktail hour, it's just expected. Cocktail hours are also really, really great because they allow photographers to take the couple in the wedding party if they haven't had photos done already and get those taken before they're announced into the reception. That way, all those photos are done beforehand, minus the bride and groom sunset portraits that would happen later. I also, myself, I always do family portraits after the ceremony. So having that cocktail hour gives you a good 30 minute window if you need it to be able to do family portraits. I will say family portraits are one of the most stressful parts of a wedding day. It's like herding cats, you guys. Aunt Betsy is never where she needs to be. Uncle John is over here talking to someone he hasn't seen in six years. And yes, definitely, those are great, great times to be able to do that, especially at a wedding that, you know, you don't expect all these people to come together at once. And here they are all together. But we have to remember that we're on a schedule too and trying to get all those family portraits done when you could have, you know, 20 to 30 groupings to get through. 
there's definitely a way to do it and just making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be and coordinating that part of the day is very stressful. And that's why I love cocktail hour because you get that extra time in there. So I mentioned like a second photographer getting photos of past hors d'oeuvres at the cocktail hour. I love past hors d'oeuvres. I love them at cocktail hour, but I also love the new trend that couples are doing where they're passing hors d'oeuvres around during their reception. Like they call it the late night snack hors d'oeuvre. And I was photographing a wedding. It was at Lowndes Grove, which if you guys are familiar with Outer Banks, it is Tanny Hill. It is um, Sarah Cameron's house, um, which is located in Charleston, South Carolina. Absolutely beautiful property. They actually have two options there for you to get married, actually two locations. So there could simultaneously be two weddings going on at once, depending on the day and depending on the event. But that property is gorgeous. So I was at a wedding there and Later on that night, they were having the reception. Everybody was dancing. And this was one of those weddings where, like, there were probably 200 guests and almost 100 of them stayed all the way to the end of the night. Next thing I know, there are truffle fries being passed around the dance floor. Oh, one of the best ones was the little cheeseburgers. They were, like, little mini sliders. Oh, just how perfect is that? Um, just so great. They had so many options there, but I love that idea. Um, because, I mean, after you're dancing for a while and you've got some alcohol in your system, a little snack doesn't hurt. So that is probably one of my favorite wedding trends that more couples would do would be um, late night snack order. Do we call them hors d'oeuvres at that point or do we just call them snacks? Somebody get back to me on that. <laughs> Another great reception trend that I've been loving and I've actually implemented into my business to offer is instant photo booths. So when you walk into a reception and you see a photo, like a backdrop set up with like the couple's last name, um, and you see this big ring light and either an iPad or some kind of digital display and all these photo props, I love those. Um, not because they're photos, but just because it's a fun event that you're a because it's a fun event that you're attending. And then it's also while everyone else is like busy, still finishing up photos and you're waiting on the bride and groom. Or sometimes that can be kind of like time consuming and kind of guests could get irritated. The guests have something to do like the photo booth and have a little bit of fun on the side. And then they instantly get those photos that they can post and share from the wedding day. I know the photo booth that I have in my business, it is an instant photo booth. So as soon as you take your picture, it'll ask for your phone number or your email and it'll send it to you directly as long as, you know, like there's service available. And then there's like a cute little frame that says, for instance, like the Johnsons. And that in that wedding couple gets to keep all of those photos at the end of the night and they get that full gallery of photos that they will instantly get that night because they don't have to be edited. And I mean, it like just brings you back to like nostalgia and like Chuck E. Cheese days when you used to go to Chuck E. Cheese and like get in the photo booth and have like a little, little printout. I mean, it's just the cutest thing. So those are some of the wedding trends that I absolutely love. Some of the ones that I hate. Um, I will say a garter and bouquet toss. I know a lot of people still do them. I'm not old enough to know the actual significance of it. I do know that whoever catches the bouquet is supposed to get married next. And whoever catches the garter is supposed to get married next. 
but I was at a wedding and I was, I was the photographer. I wasn't like a guest. I went to go photograph their bouquet toss and their garter toss. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's get pictures with who caught them. And the next thing I know, there's more chairs being put out on the dance floor. And I said, what is going on? And it was the first time I had ever seen this done. So if you guys don't know what the full tradition of the bouquet garter toss is, like all the way through, apparently whoever catches the bouquet is supposed to sit, sit back down in the middle of the dance floor. And then the, whoever catches the garter is supposed to put the garter on the girl's leg who catches the bouquet. And these people could be fucking strangers. Like, they couldn't know each other from Adam or Eve, you know? And I'm just like, that gives me the ick. Does that give anybody else the ick? Because that gives me the ick. And I'm really enunciating my cuh. It gives me the ick. <laughs> um, it's just weird. Like, no. Ugh. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So that's not one of my favorites. Um, a lot of people do it, and I know why they do it, and it is sweet, and those photos do fill up the gallery, um, but I think you could come up with a, I think we need to come up with a better trend than a bouquet garden toss and make it a new tradition. So, also, you know after a ceremony where, like, the bride and the groom are, like, standing around and there's this huge line that gets formed from all the guests because they have to... They have to say something to the couple. That is called a receiving line. I do not like receiving lines. I think if you are attending a wedding and you're going to be attending the reception, that you can still talk to the bride and groom later on the, at the reception. And a receiving line is just a time-consuming event. Um, you're taking away time for photos that... We could be taking photos of family and getting everybody to the reception sooner, but instead we're waiting for this line of like 150 guests to each one individually talk to the bride and groom. I'm not a fan, y'all. And that's the type A in me. It's not an efficient use of time. I'd have to research a little bit more what the tradition of it is, but eh, I'm just like, eh, let's make new traditions. So this one's a quick episode because we're all we're already all the way through them. Except there is one left that I'm kind of like, eh, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm kind of in the middle about it. And that one is one of the newer trends in the past couple years where you have a photobomb table. Well, that's what I call it anyway. Basically what it is is the DJ puts on a song that's like two to three minutes long. And I have to run around like a chicken with my head cut off. Chasing you around to every table, hitting a picture with all the guests at that table and you, and the goal is to do it all by the time the song ends. I can't say I've ever gone past the first song, so that's good, but your guests just aren't prepared for it. It's never a good angle. Your guests are probably already sweaty from sitting outside. Um, I would much rather you sit in the middle of the dance floor and have guests come up behind you and take a funny picture with a photo prop then run around to each table and take photos with guests who are probably still stuffing their face or have a piece of cake in their mouth or they're drinking a beer that just doesn't look it's just not very it's just not a great picture um a lot of people do it and some people like that aesthetic 
I'm just not a fan of it, but it doesn't bother me to do it. So guys, today was just a really quick episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Keep listening along and stay tuned for more updates on the Instagram at C&Shay Photo Co. And I will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.